Hello and welcome to the Radio 690 ADV podcast. Today we're going to talk about Suzuki, yep, the DL650, or better known as the Suzuki V-Strom. Yeah, we're going to talk about it next on Radio 690 ADV. KTM North Texas is your headquarters for everything KTM and your one-stop shop. Hey guys, Joe here, 690 v Are you looking for a new KTM bike? Yeah, they got them. They got adventures, enduros, dirt, racing, street, parts and service. Yeah, they got it. KTM North Texas is one of the largest aftermarket parts suppliers and repair shops in the state of Texas. Yeah, Texas. They don't just service KTM. They service most every major brand out there. If you're needing a fix or just getting race ready, you needing some new gear? Yeah, KTM North Texas, they got it. From helmets to jackets, pants, boots, goggles, tires, rims, new plastics, and so much more. So if you want great deals and to be treated just like family, don't wait. Call 817-275-2228 or text 682-465-6637. Or you can just email Bert directly at Bert at slmracing.com. Don't forget, tell them 690 v sent you. That way you get your discount. Hello and welcome. Thanks for stopping into the podcast today, Radio 690 v I'm Joe. I'm your host. Thank you again to KTM North Texas uh, for all that you do. Very good to us, and you are very good to all of our listeners and our subscribers. Suzuki V-Strom DL650 or the V-Strom or if you're old school the Wee-Strom <laughs> what a really really great motorcycle that doesn't get a lot of love in the adventure world don't really know why <laughs> because that motorcycle it's fantastic. It's absolutely a fantastic motorcycle. And if you've never ridden one, you really should go to a dealer and hop on one if they'll allow you to get out and do a test ride and go test drive one. They are, man, they're they're fun. That's all I could say is they're fun. I've owned a V-Strom, the 650 version. I don't like the 1000s. They're just a little too big. I think if you were wanting to get out and really dig into the road or the street side. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, it just is, it is a street bike. Is it? Is it really a street bike? Or is it a street bike in disguise? <laughs> it honestly is a motorcycle that has so much potential that it is just it needs a little bit of help, and with a little bit of help, it's a transformer. <laughs> it literally is a transformer. It can be converted into a an amazing, fantastic, great dual sport adventure bike. It really can. And I know a lot of people are thinking, it's a V-Strom. It's a street bike. It looks like a street bike. They kind of try to turn it into an, uh, an ADV bike, but in all reality, it's a street bike. Well, let's start by saying 
kinda, sorta, not really. I've owned one and had it for about three years and absolutely love it. And I kind of regret selling it. I sold it to a really cool uh, dual sport guy because mine was completely dual sported out. And, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. Every motorcycle you buy, there are some you may be okay with when you sell them. And then there are others that you're like, ah, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but you did it. So let's dig into the Suzuki V-Strom. What I did to mine, what I love about it, what the capabilities are, and why did I sell it? Well, let's just start off with the bike itself. It's a 650cc twin cylinder, six speed, with about, I want to say it's like 65 horsepower. It's got a 19 inch front wheel. It has a 17 inch rear wheel. That's standard for all your adventure bikes, period. Doesn't matter how you want to shake it or break it. Lots of choices out there for tires. Now, in the Adventure Series, you can get knobbies for that. I know, because I put them on mine. It can be done. But not only that, there's a lot of aftermarket parts for that Suzuki V-Strom, if you know where to look. Now, with that bike the way it is, it doesn't have a ton of clearance. But if you really look at all the other adventure bikes, pick one. I've seen them all. I've ridden most. Well, let's just start with the big ones. The 1200 GS. It doesn't have a whole lot of clearance. It's got maybe, what, 9 inches of clearance? It's not very much. Then you can go down to the... Uh, Triumph Tigers, the Adventure Series, the 800 Series, BMW F800, owned one, loved it, 700, all the 650s, they all don't have, adventure bikes don't have tons of clearance, they really don't, I don't even know if there's one out there that has 10 inches or more that's out there, that's an adventure bike, unless it's KTM, but that's not what the, the the main thing is. Most people get adventure bikes confused. They 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 think that they can take these things through the most crazy gnarliest stuff, and then when they get themselves into that situation, they have uh, realized that they have made a huge mistake <laughs> most of the time when they take these gigantic motorcycles down you know, single track trails and, and, uh, washout roads and Canyon roads and Jeep trails and stuff like that. They'll do it. You can, man, guys take gold wings on stuff like that. It's been documented. It's there. So, but they're big and they're heavy. Their, their main claim to fame is comfort and to be able to go off road, light off road. Understand that. Anyway, Back to the Suzuki V-Strom, it's very comparable to all the other adventure bikes that are out there. And what I mean is, is that the V-Strom, uh, I can tell you with experience, 100% experience, that I've owned an F800 GSA, 
which is the adventure series from BMW. And I took my V-Strom through everything and maybe a little bit more sketchy than the BMW. BMW has more clearance, more power. It's got a 21-inch front tire. It's got a 17-inch rear tire. It's really more set up for the dirt. And you would think that that F800 would just totally dominate that Suzuki V-Strom. Nope. <laughs> it won't. Mom, sorry. I hate to break the news to you. It won't. That V-Strom, I have taken it through Jeep trails. I've taken it through washout, sandy roads. Uh, man, pick it. You know, and it just is a dream on the highway. And it'll sit there and hang with any other bike out there. Will it do 190 miles an hour? You know, at the end of the day, that's not what it's about. It's not about going 900 miles an hour on the road. If you don't stop and look at it a little bit, you're never going to see anything. That's why it's called adventure riding. To see the terrain and the area while you're riding. <laughs> it's not a blow and go. So back to the Suzuki V-Strom. It doesn't have a ton of clearance. But it does very well off-road if you do the right things to it. So, what would you need to do to that Suzuki V-Shram? So, we know that it does great on the highway. It hums. It does a great job. It has plenty of power. But it's not really set up for off-road. But it can be done. That's the beauty part. And these newer Suzuki V-Stroms, they've put a lot more into them than the older ones. Mine was a 2007, but these newer ones, they've got spoke wheels and they're more set up for the off-road. They've actually kind of adventurized them a little bit. And I think they have a new one coming out, that new XT that looks really, really cool. But it doesn't matter which model you get. You can get an older one. You can get a newer one. Now, mine's the older one that I had, and here are some of the things that I put on that bike to make it adventure-ready. Tires. That was the first thing that I did. What tire did I put on there? Well, I ran through several sets of tires to find really the best one because what I try to always do is find a compromise between dirt, road. Dirt is always first and foremost, but you have to hit the road to get to the dirt most of the time if you're an adventure traveler. If you're just a dirt guy, it doesn't matter. You're always on the dirt, so it doesn't matter. You're just going to get a, a big chunky knobby and, and you're done. <laughs> but if you have to do highway miles, and a lot of our adventure rides are thousands of miles that I do with the guys that I ride with. So if you have a full-blown knobby, there's only specific ones that you can get that actually will survive the highway and long stretches in between some of the off-road stuff that you're going to do. So, what tires? My tires I started with were the full-bore tires. That's F-U-L-L-B-O-R-E. And I think it was the MT-20 series. And... I tell you what, at first look, you would never think that that tire would do anything. It looks almost totally straight. But man, I tell you what, it did a lot better than you would think off-road. Did a pretty good job. 
and they're cheap. They were very inexpensive, and I think I got 6,000 miles out of those tires. They did fantastic. They were awesome. On road, they would check up. You could almost drag a peg. Off road, believe it or not, sand and gravel, it did really, really good. Did really, really good. Now, in mud and stuff like that, it didn't do fantastic, but it would do it. It did a really, really okay job. Then I went to the Kenda Big Block. Now, this is the older series. If you've seen my KTM, I've got the exact same tire on my 690 right now. This is the newer compound, and I will say it is a different tire. It runs and wears a whole lot better. I didn't care for it because... It just chewed the tires up. It did not do very well. I think I only got like 1,500 miles out of those big blocks. And I had to rip them off as I was breaking them in. I didn't even get to go on a trip with them. Because I was too scared. I was going to be running racing slicks to get home. Now, after that, there's really only about one or two more tires that I would put on that motorcycle. That would actually survive and last. The TKC. 80 is a fantastic tire. I got a buddy that just swears by him. He ran them almost forever. He went to an Anarchy Wild tire just to give it a shot. That was a horrible tire. And he went back to the TKC just because he believes in that tire. Now, a new tire that I found many years ago, and I never ran it on the V-Strom, but if I was to have another V-Strom, this is the tire that I would put on it. I think it would be fantastic for that bike. I know that you can get somewhere between seven and 9,000 miles on that tire. They're relatively inexpensive, and they work in all conditions. It's a Chevron pattern. It does very, very good. A lot of people like to think it's Metis or Midas. It is Mitas, M-I-T-A-S, the E07. It's a fantastic tire. That's very good. That comes in two versions. It comes in the Dakar, D-A-K-A-R, and it comes in just the standard. Go with a Dakar. It's a stronger compound sidewall and top, and it's fantastic. You can almost run it flat. So if you're thinking of a Suzuki V-Strom and you're wanting tires to look for, that's the one you want to look for, 100%. It's fantastic. Works great. It's a 50-50 Chevron pattern. Uh, it cleans very well. It does much better in the mud than you would think it would do. I know. I had it on my F800. And matter of fact, when I sold my F800, it still had 50% life on it. And I think the gentleman that bought it drove it out of Dallas, Texas. And he still put almost 4,000 miles on that tire before he got home in Montana. And he said it still had a little bit of life in it before he changed it. So just giving you an idea. And that thing did one trip at 3,000 miles. So that was around 8,000 miles put on that tire. So tires, there you go. I've given you a pretty good selection on a tire on a Suzuki V-Strom. If you're thinking about a V-Strom, you can't go wrong with that bike. Next, let's talk about adventurizing it. Because really, if you want to adventure ride, you're going to have to put a little bit on that bike to make it ready to go off-road. If you're just doing the street, it's ready to go right out of the box. You don't really need anything. Adventurizing it, what do you need? Well, first thing you're going to need is a skid plate. <laughs> you're going to have to have a skid plate. The way that it's set up is right up underneath there. It has the oil filter 
that sticks completely straight vertical out, or I'm sorry, it's horizontal, not vertical, but it's in a really bad spot. It's almost in the same spot as where they put the BMW on. BMW comes with a, the skid plate. The V-Strom doesn't. Maybe the newer one does. I'm not sure. But you need a skid plate. And most manufacturers only give you a plastic one. You're going to have to rip it off, even if they do give you one. And you're going to have to get a metal one. Try to find aircraft aluminum or find a very, very late steel. That way, you've got all that protection under there. It's going to save your muffler and it's going to save that oil filter. In all honesty, and the underside of your engine case. You definitely, that's number one. You're going to want to grab a skid plate. Or a bash plate. Depends on who you are. Depends on what you call it. Once you've done that, the next thing you're going to get is bark busters or handguards. You're definitely going to want those. Because if something happens and you do go down or if you smack something, you don't want to break your wrist. You want to make sure that you got those guards because they do two things. They protect your hands and your wrist. But not only that, they stiffen up that handlebar. So if you do take a drop onto the side... It keeps your handlebars from getting jacked up. So you're definitely going to want some bark busters on there. And not only that, makes it look pretty cool too. Next thing you're going to want to get, engine guards. And the reason being is because those bikes right there, the plastics, and a lot of people are like, ah, they're dumb. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of them either. I don't have them on my KTM, but on my V-Strom, I did. Reason being, those shrouds are expensive. Suzuki's very proud of them. They're not cheap. They're going to cost you a lot of dough if you crack one out and break one. Not only that, it's going to protect your radiator too. Because they really don't make a great radiator guard. They kind of do. This is just going to help you out. So if you do, you can pick up a radiator guard. That's the next thing I'm going to say. Or at least a deflector so that you can keep those rocks. If you're going down some gravel roads or scree roads... So that way you don't puncture your uh, your radiator. Next thing, going to need some luggage. Definitely going to need some luggage. That's in the eye of the beholder. I have went completely to soft luggage only because I like it. It's light. It's versatile. It's easy. I can take it off in five seconds and it does a fantastic job. A lot of guys like to have that cool adventurized look. They want to look like the big BMW guys and stuff like that with the big boxes on the side. And that's okay too because they work very, very well. But if you're thinking they're 100% waterproof, think again. I don't care if you buy Touratech. I don't care if you buy Happy Trail. I don't care what you buy. Water always finds a way. But if you are going to get them, get inner liner bags or things that are crucial. Make sure you wrap them up in plastic or in a river bag or some type of water bag racks, all that stuff. Just remember, everything you put on is going to add weight to that motorcycle. So, with all that, I had all of it. Crash guards, engine guards, <laughs> and skid plates, racks, quick release boxes. I used Pelican boxes on mine because those are truly waterproof. And I mounted them. I used the 1440s and they were fantastic. But that's a whole other deal on how that happened and how I made it work. And you can do that, too, if you want. Shoot me an email, 69080B at gmail.com. I'll send you some pictures of what mine look like. And I can maybe dial it in a little bit for you and help you out on how I made that luggage work. And I think you can still get all the gear 
to make it happen. And I got those boxes with tons of space and they're usually lighter than the aluminum panniers and they are 100% waterproof. Lots of storage. Now that you have all that stuff, if you want a Suzuki V-Strom, now you're pretty much ready. But you'll still have a lot of guys saying, uh, it's still not really an off-road adventure bike. Well, I hate to break the news to you. It's probably quintessentially better off-road than any of the big adventure bikes. The 1200s, the BMWs, the Triumphs, all of them. I know. I've had it. I've got pictures of it and some nasty stuff. It can do it. Is it fantastic? No, none of them are. So it doesn't really matter. You got to understand, you have to get your head wrapped around whatever you're doing. You have to push the envelope in order to get any of those adventure bikes to do any of that stuff off road. You just have to, you have to get your head wrapped around it. And anybody that tells you different, it's just fooling themselves. I've been there. I've done that. I've, I've been in it. So it can be done. The Suzuki V-Strom is a highly super capable bike motor. I'm telling you right now, that V-Strom motor is probably one of the finest motors in the twin cylinders that I have ever, ever rode. The response on the throttle is just amazing. It's on the low ends. It does great. It first through third gear, especially when you're off road, the response time is fantastic. It does very, very good. The torque is nice. It's just one of those things. It's that SV650 motor, because that's what it is. It's a remapped SV650 it's fantastic. <laughs> it is one of the best motors I have ever owned. Anybody that says different, it's crazy. It is fantastic. I've got many people that can back that up. It's awesome. And it's bulletproof. Bulletproof. And the intervals on that engine are fantastic. I want to say it's somewhere around 5,000 on an oil change. And every oil change I ever did, it never burnt oil and it never was filthy. It, I always felt like I should have ran another thousand miles every time I changed it because the oil was just, it still was fairly clean. But you still got to love your bike. It's, it's a great motor. Bulletproof. I just, my only wish is take that motor, drop it in the DR650 and man, do we have a dual sport bike that is going to be insane twin clearance, bigger tires, awesome motor. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I'm just dreaming here. Sorry. Moving on. <laughs> so I sold it. Why did I sell it? Okay. Here's why I sold it. A, I have too many motorcycles. That's what my wife tells me. And B, I get caught up in it too. So don't think I'm any different than anyone else. I had to have the BMW. I had to have it. I had to have the BMW. So what did I do? I sold it and I went and bought a BMW. And I love that BMW. Don't get me wrong. But for the years that I owned my BMW F800 GSA, I always realized one thing. 
it never did anything more than my DL650 or my V-Strom. As much as I wanted it to, and as much as I believed that it would, it didn't, and it couldn't. So what I mean by that is, it didn't do anything more, and it couldn't do anything more than my V-Strom ever did. So do I regret getting my V-Strom? Yes, I did. I could have bought two V-Stroms for the price of my BMW, the way it was outfitted, and it really just didn't do anything more. But you always talk yourself in and you always get your mindset that, oh, I spent all this money for that motorcycle. It's just a better bike. It's a, It may look a little better, which is in the eye of the beholder, but it wouldn't do anything more. It wouldn't do more than my 650 V-Strom. So the moral to the story is, You can go spend a boatload of money, but what you're spending your money on, I think the big thing is, is knowing and coming to the realization, are you really getting more for what you're spending? And sometimes you get blinded and it happens to me. It happens to you. It happens to everyone else. The question is, will it really do more? And why are you spending that much more money? And can you justify that more money for what the bike does? Now that I've done it, (laughs) I know that it doesn't do more than what my V-Strom did. And going back, uh, I would have done things differently. A, I would have got the F800GS, which is lighter. And it actually puts it in the same weight range as the 650 V-Strom. Uh, It was much, much heavier, a little more to manage off-road. It was a taller bike. The 650 is a shorter uh, seat height, which makes it a little more manageable. Uh, Power-wise, it has more horsepower. Remember, horsepower is one of those things that more is 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 not better. It's more about torque and response into the rear end. So... Keep that in mind. And the V-Strom, probably uh, the way it was set up, it's every bit as good as the 800. So keep that in mind. And like I said, you can buy two V-Stroms for the price of one GSA. So, <laughs> you know, just just saying, just saying. This is coming from an owner of both of them. So do I regret it? Man, you bet I do. I regret that motorcycle but the thing is is you won't regret something until you've owned it until you've sold it and now you know would you ever go buy one again ah probably i mean i probably would right now i'm 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 in in a place and this is why i got rid of my 800 is i'm in a place now that i just i need things light and i need things tight and i love the adventure bikes and i see them all the time and they're gorgeous they're sexy and it makes me want to go get one, but I've, I've owned many of them and I know what they're like. I know the weight and my heart is in the dirt side of it as as much as I can. And I'm 49 years old, so I don't have an infinite amount of years left. So I want to gobble up as much as I can in the dirt, the most gnarliest stuff that I can get into that my capabilities allow me to do. And I can't do that on a big adventure bike. 
So, will I own an adventure bike? Uh, probably somewhere down the road, but right now, no. And would I buy uh, V-Strom over any of the other ones? Uh, probably. Knowing what I know now, I think the V-Strom is a fantastic bike, and I just love the motor. I think the motor is what always brings me back. It's not the handling of the bike, and it does great in the twisties and all that stuff. The way that it's set up, it does a very, very good job. But that motor purrs like a kitten, and it just does a fantastic job. Anybody tells you different, has never ridden one, and, well, they're just biased to their motorcycles. I've ridden a bunch, and I tell you what, I love them all. There's just certain things with certain bikes that stick out more than others. So, adventure bikes, if you're thinking about one, Suzuki B-Strom. You can't go wrong. It's a win-win-win, and you will love it 100%. Anyway, I'm Joe, Radio 69080V. If you need anything, 69080V at gmail.com. Hit me up. Don't forget our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 69080V. And make sure you hit subscribe. Uh, If you're listening to this on the podcast, give us a thumbs up, comment, whatever you want to do. And uh, we appreciate you. Don't forget. Tuesday, we got our tips, and then we got Thursday podcast, Friday Rant and Ride. We got reviews. We got all sorts of stuff coming up. Again, Suzuki Bistrom. If you got any desires for one, I tell you what, it's a fantastic bike. Go schedule yourself a test ride at your local dealer, and I think you will love it. Anyway, for Radio 690 v I'm Joe, and I'm out. You guys have a great day. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.